Welcome. Welcome. I'm Akko Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Today we are going to be talking about the show, the Canadian program, Kim's Convenience. The good old Canadian program. Uh, we've been talking about doing Kim's for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I guess since probably last year when you started watching it. Yeah, I started watching it and then I told you about it and then you finished it before me and are, I think, lapping me at this point and watching it a second time. I will say, yeah, I'm in, I'm rewatching it in the second season at this point. I'm having a hard time remembering like what storylines are in which season mm-hmm. because I've watched it through already. Mm-hmm. So as I'm yeah. watching it again, I'm like, oh, I thought that was in that season, but yes. I guess not. <laughs> Yeah, well, because, like, almost nothing seems to have, like, long-term effects in Mm. the way that I'm used to them. Like, it kind of seems like a lot of these episodes could happen in whatever order. And we'll get to that because I I did a little timeline of what the Raj storyline is. Okay. All right. But it stars Paul, Sun Hyung Lee, Jean Yoon, Andrea Bang, and Simu Liu with recurring uh, actors Andrew Fung and Nicole Power. Mm -hmm. And Ben Boschman. He is in a lot of episodes as well. It is like such a good cat. Like everyone is so good. So funny. Yeah. I know. I was like, when I was first watching it, I was looking them up. I'm like, are these people like comedians? Like mm-hmm. what's, are they like Canadian comedians? Most of them are just like straight actors. Kim Chi, I think is like kind of a sketch stand up guy. Mm, I could see that. Um, Shannon, I think is kind of like a, uh, it seemed like she had done some like Second City and stuff and. I could see uh, that in too. Toronto. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But the rest I think are more like traditional, just straight up actors. And they're all so funny. So funny. I yeah, I love them so much. Nicole Power, who plays Shannon, she's like Betty Gilpin, and that I'm like, you are doing so much more with this character than you are being given. Like it's already yeah. a pretty good character, but like she the way that she plays it, I am like blown away. Yeah. I love Shannon. And it's, I, I'm always like, ah, she's one of my favorite characters, even though she is like one of the only white, char- white characters, yes. but it's so hard to not love Shannon. Yes. I, yes. I kept being like, she can't be your favorite. She's the <laughs> white one, but she's so good. She's like a Canadian so Darcy Carden. It's true. It really is true. Who is your, who's your favorite character? Would you say? My favorite character is Kimchi, Andrew Fung's character. Really? Okay. What about you? I do love Kimchi. I love Appa. He's my favorite. I love Appa. Yeah. I just, I love, much like Lily from Dash and Lily, I love a character who is like earnest and not self-conscious and like, mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, okay, you can make fun of me, but like, I just want to be a good person. And like, yeah, I think Kim, she just has such a good attitude. Yeah. I wasn't so sure of him in the first season Mm -hmm. and then he kind of grew on me Mm -hmm. because I was like why is he like kind of sabotaging Jung at work and I was you know but then I think they kind of figured out his character and yeah season one is like I think a lot of them like figuring out what to do because every character Mm -hmm. develops so much like the Shannon and Jung storyline is like (laughs) completely different from season one yeah but Appa stays basically the same Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I love yeah <laughs> I I really love uh, him and um, Janet when they are both like very stubborn yes I think it's hilarious 
Yes. Janet does a really good job of of being like the teenage daughter, even mm-hmm. though she's not a teenager anymore, but like getting stuck in that pattern. Yeah. With her parents. And I think they're also playing 20 in a way that feels realistic. Like when you're 20, you mm-hmm. basically are still a teenager. Right. And I think in a lot of shows, they're like, I'm 20. I own my own apartment and I fuck in it every night. And she's like, no, <laughs> I like, I'm a student. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I love her. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I obviously love like every opportunity the show has to cast a gay actor or mm-hmm. a brown actor. They do like all the people who come into the store, mm-hmm. like they go out of the way to do like an older woman or like just I, every opportunity they do that. And I was looking up because then in all their like transitional like B-roll footage, it's always like like a pamphlet for college, like diverse people hanging out at the park or whatever. And I looked up the census for Toronto and in 2016, mm-hmm. it said that uh, 51.5% of the population is visible minorities, their words, not mine, um, up from 49.1% in 2011 and up from 13% in 1981. So it like is wow. a really diverse and like exponentially more so as the years go on city with especially South Asian, Chinese, and mm-hmm. Black citizens or residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it said around half of its population is born outside of the country. And Toronto is often referred to as the most multicultural city in the world. Wow. Yeah. I think I really love that about the show. And what I also really like that they do with the customers is like they will bring them back because mm-hmm. it's obviously they live in the neighborhood. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't we see them more than once? You totally. know? and they'll they'll give people lines they'll give some of them like really small stories like Mm -hmm. c storylines that they play a part in um it's just really a smart way to obviously do like a a sitcom that's sat at a convenience store totally because you would see the same people all the time like i go to the same stores you know totally and like those are the communities that like they are community like the episode where the cops or like we need to develop a relationship with Appa because he's like a community leader, like, yeah, and he like gets kind of a big head he's about like, it. But community you're like, leader, yeah. <laughs> but he is. These communities do have these relationships, and I think a lot of mm-hmm. times, like in the conversation around like gentrification, it is often talked about in a really theoretical way. There's like not that much media representation of like what is it actually that gentrification like threatens because it's often in shows basically portrayed as like people who are gentrifying being like ugh I'm gentrifying right and that's it yeah yeah just kind of a clever wink yeah to it yeah and that kind of ties in actually to the play which oh. I'll give a little bit of a history of because this show if you don't know is adapted from Ings Choi's play mm-hmm. of the same name Kim's Convenience he started writing it in 2005 with the Fujin Asian Canadian Theater and then from 2005 to 2010, um, he re- developed it and wrote it over a series of writing grants. Um, and then in 2010, he didn't feel like the play was done yet, but he entered it into the new play contest for the Toronto Fringe Fest. Mm. It won, which pretty much meant that he would get to, it would get a, a spot in the Fringe Festival and the f- oh. like fee for putting it up would be waived. Um, so he was gonna have somebody direct it, but she wasn't available. So he produced, directed, and starred as Jung in the Whoa. production. He raised money through donations, sold ad spaces in the program. Um, 
he had other producers come on and help him but he really what was really important to him was getting the Korean audience into the theater which he knew would be the toughest part because the theater going group would go see it you know they're going to the French festival anyway so um, they went to like every Korean store in K-Town. They put up posters everywhere. They did Korean trivia contests or free tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just created this huge buzz around the show before it even opened at the Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, they had one Korean family come from somewhere in Canada. I didn't know where in Canada, but I assume far away <laughs> to see the show because their friend said, close the store and come see this play. It's about us which every time I read makes me want to cry. Yeah. Uh, so they had seven performances at a 200 um, seat theater, mm-hmm. completely sold out. Wow. They toured in 2017 during the, after the show had already premiered, um, they did an off-Broadway run. Um, so very successful play in, its own, in and of itself. And uh, the TV show, when they were developing it, they wanted to... So the play takes place when Janet is 30. Janet and Jung are 30. Oh. Um, so for the, the TV show, they wanted to show the family 20 years younger mm-hmm. and how they got to where they are in the play. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to show Janet in school. They wanted to show Jung starting his career at Handyman Car Rental. They wanted to show... Appa and Uma just still working the store mm-hmm. because in the play, spoiler alert, I would still recommend definitely reading the play if oh. you're a fan of the show. A big Walmart is moving into the neighborhood. Oh. Somebody offers offers to buy the store out. Jung comes along and wants to work at the store again with Appa and Appa gives the store to Jung so oh. that they can, Appa and Amma can retire and actually enjoy their lives. Whoa, damn, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Jean Yoon, who plays Uma, mm-hmm. and who, so the same actors played Appa and Uma on, oh. in all the play versions. Cool. And then In Choi played Jung mm-hmm. a few times for the play. I think he played mostly played Jung for the play version, but then they obviously, he was show running the show, so he didn't, they recast. Mm-hmm. And they had to recast the Janet because she's 20 years, you know, 20 right. years old as opposed to 30. But Jin Young said of the play, the play acknowledges the devotion and suffering of our parents' experience and offers the experience back to us as comedy with redemption and forgiveness. Yeah. Um, so it was, I think it was a, definitely a play that really resonated in Toronto because as mm-hmm. you're saying, it's a very diverse city. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a very large Korean population there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the actors, Ying Choi, everybody who saw it really connected to it, yeah. which helped it, you know, get made into a TV show where Definitely. more people can watch it internationally. It's interesting to hear that Jung was sort of the, if not the protagonist, the character that the creator identified with the most strongly. Because in the show, mm-hmm. of the four main characters, he's probably the least prominent. He's last in the credits. He isn't. He spends the least amount of time with the other family members <laughs> on screen. Also, just in a lot of like press and red carpet photos that I've seen, I feel like it's often Andrea Bang and the parents mm-hmm. for whatever reason. What was interesting about the play is he and Amma don't come in really until like the end of the play. Whoa. He has 
Jung has like two scenes at the end of the play. Oh. The rest is really Appa and Janet. Wow. And then weirdly, Alex comes and <laughs> the cool. So there's some elements that are definitely like in the first season mm-hmm. that they they moved in from the play to the the first season of the show. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's just that that's like the conflict at the heart of the show is Jung and Appa's relationship. Gotcha. And it's at the center of the play too. It's just like them trying to reconcile, but not knowing how, you know? Yeah. Which is one of the things that I think the pacing of the show does best is treating Mm -hmm. that relationship as not some, I think if this, again, like this feels like a very Canadian show to me. And I Mm -hmm. think if it were an American show, the whole first season would be about and end in their reconciliation as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, I think the show does such a good job of treating this stuff as like, it isn't the A story. It's something that happens in their lives, Mm -hmm. but other stuff is going on and it happens slowly and like in little like fits and starts and it Mm -hmm. feels very realistic. And it feels like Janet and Omar are like the ones that are trying to facilitate mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to them. Like they both want to, you can tell, but they just yeah. don't know how to. Yeah. Okay. What are some of your favorite episodes? Well, I mean, some of my favorite episodes definitely deal with a lot of the Appa and Jung mm. relationship because mm. it is so interesting. Like it's so good Yeah. Um, the way that they play it. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite episode is the final episode of season one, the family singing contest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so sweet. The mm-hmm. ending is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Has some of my favorite jokes of the whole show where I was like, and Janet, if you get Jung to sing, maybe <laughs> you decide you don't have to sing. <laughs> I love how mean (laughs) the parents are to janet janet is such a good daughter most of the time yes but yeah those are my favorite jokes janet sing very very quietly (laughs) even more quietly (laughs) yeah Yeah. maybe you don't sing at all (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i love that one i love the uh end of season two the handyman graduation where john gets his gd family Mm -hmm. comes i mean Spoiler, but we get that Shan and John kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Janet trying to be cool and riding motorcycle <laughs> and then getting trapped under it for the whole night because it <laughs> fell on her. <laughs> and everyone just being like, what, what are you doing? Is that Janet? Yeah. Sure? I don't think that's Janet. <laughs> you shouldn't ride that, Janet. That doesn't seem very safe. Yeah. You're not cool. Why would you, why would you ride that? Uh, yeah. I also love the soccer dad one. Oh, where, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where Appa becomes a young soccer coach uh, mm-hmm. for the rec league. Um, that one, it's like the most time they spend together, really, in the yeah. whole show. And, yeah. Uh, it's really sweet. Yeah. Some good kimchi moments in that one, too. Yeah. I One of my favorite moments, one of my favorite episodes is season three, episode eight, To Him It May Concern. It's the one where Kimchi's mom is visiting and we discover that because Jung had kind of a delinquent uh, adolescence, it turns out a lot of his <laughs> friends, including Kimchi, would blame everything on Jung. And so Kimchi's like, oh, my mom thinks that we're not friends anymore and that you hid a bunch of like weed and porn under my bed. Uh, sorry. 
And John's like, okay, fine. I guess I'll play along. Like that sucks though. And he yeah. comes home and kimchi is in their apartment. And he's like, oh, sorry. I just wanted to say hi for the first time. And his mom is in the apartment. And he's like, and my mom is your cleaning lady. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, that's so funny. It was such fast was thinking from yeah. usually quite thick Jung. Yeah. Oh, that one's really good. And like, again, like they will just like pepper in Jung's past. It's never like, it's just like, this is the ways that it would have long-term effects on these relationships, but it isn't yeah. like the plot. It's just the thing that's like the reason behind the plot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of times when he goes um, to church with Alma and it's like, people are like, uh, why is he here? Like, we got to watch him. and. Mm-hmm. He gets in trouble supposedly for having given alcohol to some teenager, but it was the teenager's alcohol, but everybody assumed it was John. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it plays in in very like smart ways. Yeah, totally. Another favorite of mine is season two, episode seven. It's called Sneak Attack. And <laughs> I like it because Sneak Attack ends up being something that they talk about so much <laughs> yeah. the introduction of it this was one where Emma has been ordering skin cream from Korea in small batches <laughs> and selling it for a profit and Appa finds out and buys a bunch to sell a bunch and then Emma says like that's actually it's illegal that's why it has to be <laughs> secret yeah. and this is also the episode where Janet pretends she has a Korean accent <laughs> to get into a film festival that one is crazy has to keep it up yeah it's because she's getting like free swag mm-hmm. and this person that let her in at the door is like yes keep keep working at it like yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna make such amazing films I'll let you in for free and then yeah trying to give her all this free stuff <laughs> I think that Janet Janet is one of the characters I identify most with mm-hmm that I've ever seen in my life in that she is having such a like western reaction to being Asian and is making like very western mistakes yeah that I think are like creative and a lot of times when we see like did you see that Twitter clip that was going around I guess there's some Netflix show where there's like two biracial people fighting and they're like it's the oppression Olympics like you're whiter than I'll ever be and everyone's like this is just what happens when like people write dialogue based on online interactions and not on like how people <laughs> talk or think yeah and I was like yeah this does feel I haven't looked into it but I imagine that white people wrote it like it feels very much like what they think people of color think based on mm-hmm. like the way white people think anyway so I think that like a lot of Janet's uh, shortcomings feel like refreshing like when she is, wants to make this like Korean food and then like Chelsea's like oh we like bought some frozen ones and she's like oh it's definitely not as good as the one my mom makes like right make authentic from scratch and then her mom is like yeah, yeah I, I used to make it from scratch yeah <laughs> it's the same frozen ones that her friends got yeah that being like defensive <laughs> and like about your own culture and trying to like yeah. or like when she wants to go to Korea to teach and then Chelsea and Gerald are like we'll go to Korea too and she's like uh, no, oh, no that's like it's appropriation like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I definitely relate a lot to Janet yeah I'm um, like you're wrong but I do understand what you're doing completely yeah or like when her cousin comes oh from Korea <laughs> and she's like yeah we're gonna go to this restaurant it's like the best uh place in in Koreatown 
um and she's like oh okay yeah <laughs> she like tries to Janet tries to order in Korean yes. and the waiter is like what yes huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and again like I've talked about like what information is considered valuable and this was one of the first times where someone was made to look stupid for not speaking good enough Korean. It was two people whose like English wasn't necessarily perfect being like, okay, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. That episode is really good too. And same with Appa, who's very similar to Janet in season one, episode seven, the Hapkido episode. <laughs> Janet is taking a Hapkido class and her dad's like, I can teach you Hapkido better than anyone else can. And then he meets the teacher and the teacher is like very good at Hapkido and Appa like immediately like folds to him and is like, I respect you because yeah. you're good at Hapkido. And then he's like, you didn't tell me he was your teacher. <laughs> but like, I understand Appa assuming like, oh, it's probably some like white guy with dreadlocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another favorite of mine is season two, episode five, Date Night. That's the one where... They have to go buy new sneakers for kimchi. Yeah. But the guy, and so Shannon's like, I'll go with you. I'm really good at negotiating. And the guy who's <laughs> selling it is racist. And Jung's like, okay, that's fine. And Shannon is like, we can't buy from him. He's a racist. And she's talking so quietly. She doesn't want to say the word racist. And Jung's like, why are you freaking out? Like, obviously <laughs> yeah. people are racist sometimes, but I want to get a good deal on the shoes. Yeah, that one is really funny. I love Shannon's negotiating in that and she like comes with some ugly yellow yes. coat that she negotiated but like she didn't even want <laughs> she just wanted to negotiate yeah. she hates the coat it opened to uh, or the show at least received mostly great uh reviews when oh. it came out oh yeah one critic rick sultan said of the show's portrayal of minorities on television only accents are funny in kim's convenience and that audiences are laughing at the characters not with them and then the actor who played appa because he sounds different well guess what asian people have accents the accent isn't about a joke it's part of who that character is but it doesn't make it intrinsically racist if you're uncomfortable with that baggage, then you need to examine it yourself and see where it comes from. Wow. Wow. Schooled. <laughs> yeah. I will say there's episodes that feel a little bit clumsy sometimes, like when they had like a non-binary customer come in and Janet is explaining pronouns to Appa and he's like, but I don't get it. To me, I was like, okay, it feels a little after school special, a little bit like 101. However, I think that like for families watching this and for people who are not of an age where they're like raised on Twitter, this is probably a really like helpful way to explain it. Well, and what I like about those episodes is that Appa is like always genuinely curious. Yes. Like he's never like, I don't get it and I don't want to get it or like that's so dumb why don't they just do it like you know back in my day mm -hmm. he's like genuinely curious and wants yes. to know so that he can relate to his care his customers and like yes you know totally yeah and I think like the first episode is called gay discount <laughs> and it's <laughs> he two of his gay customers are like it's pride week and I don't remember why, but they're like, you're being kind of homophobic. And he's like, no, I'll have a gay discount. Uh, anyone who's gay can have 10% off. And they're like, okay, how are you going to tell who's gay? Like, 
Yeah. But some of the characters, like one of the characters in that episode becomes like probably the most regular patron. Like he goes mm-hmm. on and they have this like really funny relationship. Because, yeah, Appa just hates him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he like loves Appa. Yeah. And he's very funny. <laughs> But I think like with the non-binary one, I'm sure if time goes on and that character comes back, it'll be, but sometimes it feels like they'll have someone come in like just for that conversation. Mm -hmm. But I I believe that the show is constantly like working to make sure that when they introduce like inclusive characters at the outset, just to like explain it, they always bring them back or they try to bring them back to make sure that it's actually inclusive and not just like tokenism. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's what I kind of love about the show is like, it's, it's a little bit of a slow burn Mm -hmm. because it's like, they'll set stuff up one Mm -hmm. season and then it will come back the next season and like, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. So that conversation wasn't just a one-off. It was like, now they like, they come and they chat with Appa about something else or they play a part in the Mm storyline for the story, you know? Yeah. And speaking of... (laughs) The Raj Mehta storyline, because I'm a, a sucker for a TV romance, this is one of the storylines I care about the most, and it is infuriatingly sparse. So season two, episode 10, they introduce Raj as Janet's boyfriend. And sometimes they'll do this where they'll introduce it and it'll be like, yeah, they've been dating for a while. And you're like, what? I didn't get to see them meet. Like, this isn't, I'm, they just will throw you into almost every relationship. Mm-hmm. And then either within that same episode or in the next like one or two episodes, you find out that Raj has been engaged, has gotten engaged to one of their classmates. And so they have to break up and you're like, oh, okay. So I guess that's over then. Like I just got like whiplash from like Raj coming in and out of Janet's life and my life so quickly. And then it isn't until almost an entire season later, season three, episode nine, that Mr. Mehta, who is one of Appa's closest friends and Raj's dad, asks Janet, mm-hmm. a photography student, to take Raj's engagement photos. Right. And during this, Raj is like, I actually think I maybe want to be with you. And Janet's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and then two episodes later, Gerald has to go to the ER because his appendix bursts. And who's the ER actor but Raj? And he's mm-hmm. like, I miss you. And she's like, seriously, shut up. And then two episodes after that, Raj breaks off his engagement to be with Janet. And she's like, oi, I don't know. And then at the beginning of season four, they're like talking. But she has also started dating this white guy who, again, he just kind of gets dropped in there. And you're like, is he going to be here for good? And the answer is kind of more than you would want. More than we want. At first, we were like, maybe. But then... Yeah. The yoga instructor was too much. Yeah. And then Raj kind of goes away for the rest of season four until the very end. And now they're mm-hmm. going on a trip together. As friends. Sure. Quotes. As yeah. friends. But he, I mean, he is, he did like look for volunteer positions in Tanzania. I think is yeah. where she go- is going <laughs> because Janet was going to Tanzania for some, mm-hmm. something. Because she doesn't want to go to Korea anymore now that that's where Gerald and Chelsea are going. I feel like, why wouldn't you just go with them? Anyway, so that is just like a very good example of there's this big, exciting thing happening in Janet's life. And now we're not going to talk about it for eight episodes. (laughs) But I'm excited to see where that goes. And same with like Gerald's girlfriend slash roommate, Chelsea. They introduce her and you're like, Janet hates her. It seems like he doesn't even like her. (laughs) He's like scared of her. I, when I was looking up all the actors' names and I typed in Chelsea Kim's convenience, the first thing that came up was a Reddit form that said, 
does anyone else think Chelsea's a bad person? <laughs> and yet she's in it like as much as kimchi almost. I know. She's here to stay. Well, because then she just becomes their roommate. Yeah. And yet like Gerald never changes. He like still doesn't really like her and is scared of her. But they've just been dating for like two and a half seasons. I know. <laughs> but what's also funny about the going to Korea stuff is then Chelsea and Gerald get better at Korean, Korean than Janet and then when Gerald is like telling her essentially yeah. like I love you at the end of season four Janet's like yeah okay right back at you she has yeah. no idea what he just said yeah she's like what did that mean just now and he's like oh uh see you in a few months yeah <laughs> and like Gerald can converse with Appa and Emma. yeah <laughs> I know, Gerald. Ger- Janet is so bad at Korean, and he's <laughs> yeah. so jealous as soon as other people do it. I can relate. Did you relate to the episode where uh, they tell her at photography school that the name Janet is too common, and so she gives herself a <laughs> Korean name that she can't pronounce? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she's like, you guys named me Janet. <laughs> now I can't get a job. Yeah. <laughs> And, the, and her ama is like, but we named you after this woman uh, who like, <laughs> really helped me when I first moved to this country. And Janet's like, sorry, was the woman named Janet? And she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't say. <laughs> I love when they do that. That's like one of my favorite types of jokes that they do. Mm-hmm. I was watching one last night um, and Frank was there, the repair guy and he was like telling Appa the story about him and his brother because it was it's the one where um Oma wins the business award over Appa and he's like yeah and then like he was telling him this whole story about how he broke his brother's award or of something and buried it in the backyard and he's like yeah and then he you know that's the whole thing around the comic book and Appa's like what comic book (laughs) yeah he's like Oh, I didn't mention a comic book? That's the key to the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like he is uh, older Terrence, who is one of my favorite <laughs> God, I love the episode where uh, Jung and Kimchi throw a party at their apartment, and then <laughs> the cops... The, the presence of the police in this show is... I'm interested to see how that changes for season five and six. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, because it is in canada so i'm just like i'm not true who knows like what the culture is i don't know what the culture is over there compared to the u.s or i'm sure it's similar you know but yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see in season five if they do anything about it yeah that is a good point but at one point the officer's like okay well i just need to like issue a warning what are your names and they're like oh wait you don't know our names and they're like yeah but we just need to do a warning so like what's your name and jung says uh shannon's boyfriend's name <laughs> and he <laughs> says terrence <laughs> they're so mean to terrence all of them so... are mean to terrence <laughs> yeah. but terrence doesn't even know is the thing no and that's what makes it great yeah. no that's what makes it great he's unflappable yeah, yeah he really is I, yeah, I love, especially with season four, the, like, Omar and Stacey, like, the new people who work at Handy. Yeah. Like, pretty much every opportunity they have to diversify the show they take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the most brutal storylines, so when Jung, like, quits to take another job that he hasn't even gotten yet. Yeah. 
and then he his criminal record uh keeps him from getting the job see and it ties in ties in in little ways and that's one where you think like well they'll like revert back to normal soon but like no Kim Chi has been the assistant manager for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and John has to just go back to his part time in like the yeah the cleaning work. Tries to get a like back office yeah. or something manager, but then they're like, it well, it has to be Terrence because he has seniority. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm so nervous because the end of season four was kind of cliffhangery because Gerald is threatening to move out. Mm-hmm. She might get together with Raj on this trip, but also may like Gerald and Janet kiss, which mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. But I do think you're right in that they're setting it up that it makes sense if they do. I kind of, yeah, well, it's hard because I don't like Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure where I land on the whole Janet Gerald situation. I don't know if I buy them more as friends or like would want them to be. I, I guess we just haven't seen enough of that yet mm-hmm. for me to make up my mind because it's only been in the last that last episode that they yeah like had romantic tension. So. Yeah, but I'm like the repercut. There's going to be repercussions for the rest of the like the next season. Like yeah, two seasons plus. The show's going to take <laughs> big swings. I want her to be with Raj because I think Raj is hot, uh, even though he's kind of a dummy. Yeah, but he 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 got engaged to someone and didn't even tell her. Yeah, not great. Yeah, but he was under some cultural pressure or whatever. I suppose. Yeah, I just Gerald and Janet remind me so much of my friend. And like, <laughs> he is just like very unassertive and she kind of loses her temper with him a lot. And like stuff he said, like the fight where Chelsea's copying everything that Janet does. And then she tells Gerald and then Gerald tells Chelsea and then they like all get yeah. in a fight. And then Chelsea leaves and Janet's like, what the fuck? And Gerald's like, well, in my defense, I also told her not to tell you, which is exactly <laughs> what my friend would say. I just was like, this is spooky. Like, this show's about me and my friend, except now they're kissing and I'm uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, we'll see what they we'll see what they do with that. I don't want this to be a plus one situation. It could very well be though, in a in a season or two. <sighs> it is also with Jung and Shannon. It's mm. also one of those classic sitcom things where I'm like, oh, I want them to get together for like as long yeah. as it took, and then yeah, now that they're. <laughs> Completely. I know. Now I'm bored of it, kind of. I know, but yeah, I wonder what they'll do with that one, too. Yeah. I trust them. Oh, and I'm excited about Kimchi and his girlfriend. I really like how. Oh, yeah. Shannon and Jung were like, you have to do this and you have to trick her into blood. And he's like, no, we're doing the Kimchi like 10 step program, which is get to know her. And then after a few months of getting to know her, see if she's interested in dating, perhaps based on some yeah. of our common age. I was like, you are a king. Did like a 7.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> date. <laughs> and he, that actor also, I think, does more with that role. Like, yeah, so much like mm-hmm. warmth in it. Yeah. Makes it more personable than like just the funny best friend. Yeah, like I think that on the page there's a version of the show where he's just like a punchline all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's like played with such like earnestness that you're like, no, this person's like opinion matters. What would you give this, Gongs and Ramen? Five and five. I do wish, I wish it were like 10% funnier. Mm. But I think that every season gets better. What yeah. about you? 
I think five and five, definitely. Maybe it's because I'm watching it through for the second time that because I really know the characters mm-hmm. now that I'm like, so I, I laugh all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even episodes when I watched it through the first time that I was like, oh, it wasn't that funny mm-hmm. as some of the other ones. But, you know, now that I know the characters so well, it's like really funny to me. It's such a great, yeah, like they could just keep going and going. It's one of those sitcoms where they could just keep going and going. And like, maybe they'll catch up to the play, you know? Whoa, that would be so cool. That would be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I would be excited. Like, Simu's going to be in a Marvel movie. I think everyone deserves to go on and do like cool stuff. Appa was in um, Mandalorian, I guess. Yeah. Cool. And I think this is kind of the first thing Andrea Bang has done. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be cool to see what she goes on to do. Yeah. She is the one that I wish I could have been in there during the audition. Because, like, it is arguably the character that has to, like, carry the most of the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, to us, at least an unknown. And she does such a good job. Yeah, she really does. Jan- Janet's a really hard character because she is, like, that facilitator between Johnny and Appa. Mm-hmm. She's, like still got her own thing going with her with her school with her friends like she's trying to you know move out at one point trying to grow up and move on from the convenience store but she can't you know and from an acting perspective she's the most emotional character yeah well i'm excited for season five and six because i've heard they're adding the meg to the principal cast yeah so we have an exclusive interview with the meg She's going to give us some BTS, some yeah. spoilers. She's going to tell us what happens with Raj and Chelsea. Well, maybe they'll <laughs> date. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past this show, I'm sure. The Meg knows <laughs> and she'll tell us. She'll tell us, yeah. Yeah, but thanks, guys. Thank you. Half